Good morning. Welcome to the daily podcast of the Vision Principle. This is Pastor Jack Urban from Akron, Ohio. Welcome this morning. Uh, the title of this podcast today is Finding Your Life Vision, Part 6. And we're delighted you're with us today. As we do normally, we're going to start with a question. And uh, really, the topic today is finding partners to help with your vision. And the question is, do you have a team assembled together to help you to fulfill your vision? You know, one of the things I've found in my own life, and and I have a tendency to be like this, is... Uh, I'm I'm a trailblazer. When you're a pioneer or a trailblazer where you start things from scratch, uh, it's really easy to develop an attitude of, well, I don't need anybody. I'm going to do my thing. And when it comes to your own life vision, that is one of the weaknesses you're going to definitely have to overcome because in order to get to where you need to go in the Bible you're really going to need to have partners to help you. Uh, If you're one of those people that's always in isolation, and there are seasons in our life where we need to draw back and be alone with God, okay? But if you're always in that season, something's not going to quite be fulfilled in your life because God puts us in places and in relationships supernaturally, to really help us to get to where he wants us to be. You know, Jesus had 12 disciples. In all the New Testament, Paul always had partners that traveled with him. He had people that helped to fulfill his call. He had partners. And let me begin by reading a scripture this morning, and we'll go into some of the partners you're going to need to really fulfill your vision. And again, we've been in the book of Nehemiah, as kind of a base. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 12, reads like this. And I rose in the night, I and some few men with me. It's a real example. See, Nehemiah was fulfilling his call going back to rebuild the walls. He'd already gotten back, got blessed by the king, had all the provisions he needed. He got there And it clearly states he had a few good men with him. And that's the way that it will be in our lives. In my own individual life, I've got partners that I've developed, partnerships. Years ago, one of my mentors uh, was a guy by the name of Dr. Terry Lewis. He actually was very famous at one time, but he was the National Church Growth Consultant for the Assemblies of God. When I went to seminary in the 80s, he uh, was my church growth professor. I developed a real close personal relationship with him. And uh, he's been to my churches in Arizona and Ohio over the years. But he recently went to be with the Lord. But the Lord really used him to put a lot of DNA in me. And uh, one of the things he taught me, he was really good on uh, teaching on church growth. That was his expertise. But one of the things he taught me was the necessary need to just love people. I'm still working on learning that. But, you know, it's nice to know your plan that God has for you. But 
One of the things you'll find is if you don't love people, you're not going to be real successful, no matter what it is in life. But but let me give you a little uh, cliche here that, that would help you, okay? And this is this actually comes from some writers. I think the one guy that came up with this was a guy by the name of Robert Allen, and I would suggest uh, you read his book, and it's it's a secular view. It's got a little bit of of religious tones to it, but it was Robert Allen. He's the guy that used to be famous on the Nothing Down real estate program. But uh, he uses in his book, One Minute Millionaire. It's a phrase that I like to use when we talk about partners. Uh, I think it's basically true, but it goes like this. A dream with a team has a theme that can produce a stream. Let me say that again. A dream or a vision with a team has a theme that can produce a stream. You know, if you read all that, you know, in the, the an acronym team, together everyone achieves more or together everyone achieves miracles. But when you begin to partner, when you begin to develop a team around a theme, and that theme should be your life vision and what God called you to do. As you assemble your team, and it's based on your dream or your vision, and it's going to have a theme that ideally, when you're really beginning to live out your God-given vision from the passion in your heart, as we shared last episode, you really begin to have the capability to produce a provision, a stream for what you're called to do. You're not trying to be a millionaire, a gazillionaire. But you're trying to be able to have enough income where that you can do what God's called you to do and what you love to do. And one of the things that happens when we develop partners is partners are there to help us with our weaknesses. So we begin to identify the areas we're weak in. We identify the areas we're strong in. When you uh, go on the visionprinciple.com website, we don't have it on there yet, but we will have shortly. It's going to be what's called a vision assessment tool. And this tool is, is between 57 and 5 pages long. But it's going to help you to really assess what your vision's like. And it's going to help you. One of the areas that you can work with is finding your partners. And in the book, we go through the areas that you're going to need help. So let's go through some of those today, okay, uh, that, that you're going to really need to do your God-given vision, okay? Uh, years ago when I was in seminary, I was uh, approached by a couple that were in a business. And they wanted me to join with them in that business. And they really, uh, you know, were trying to present this opportunity to me. And I prayed about it and didn't feel like at that time it was God's perfect will. So I told them I wouldn't be involved. But they said, we're okay with that. But one of the things we want to do is we want to be people that encourage you in your ministry. They introduced me to a book that's been around for years. It's called The Balcony People by Joyce Landorf. And the essence of the book is simply that there are people that we need in our lives to be in the balcony to cheer us on. And that's what they did. They wanted to be my balcony people to encourage me in my ministry as I went through the years. And uh, they were a real blessing. And we need those kind of people in our lives. So the first thing we need is a mentor. 
the simple question you asked there is simply, who is doing, who is already doing what I feel called to do? Because there's always going to be someone that is already doing something very similar to what you're doing. That should be your mentor. In other words, you find out someone doing the exact thing you feel God's called you to do. Very seldom are we the first trailblazer. That can be the case, and you're going to have to have, you're going to be the prototype. But normally, there are people already doing what we're called to do. And ideally, that person would be someone that you can physically talk to and meet with, someone that's local. But that's not always the case. Uh, I had that with Dr. Lewis years ago, but then I moved away and he wasn't around, so I never got to talk to him too much. But I have developed mentors that are in relationship with me over the Internet. And uh, I don't get to email them all the time and ask specific things, but but I follow everything they do. And I watch how they do things because they do some things that are similar to my call. So it's helpful. A mentor can speak in your life. A mentor can hold you accountable. A mentor really can begin to help guide you. And, and they can be available to answer questions because you see they've learned from their mistakes they just just didn't push a button and have instant success what they did was begin to walk their vision just like you're going to walk and so they've learned a lot of mistakes so if you can develop that that's really going to be a real helpful process for you really being able to fulfill your vision Another area of partners you're going to need is what I call pastoral covering. And I know for a lot of kingdom people, that's a big issue because a lot of the kingdom people now, they think, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm building the kingdom, so I'm not interested in a local church. Well, you're making a huge mistake. Now, obviously, if you've got revelation on certain things that you're not receiving from your local church, you're going to be a little bit frustrated so you start a home church or you don't go to church at all and you go out and minister to people in the marketplace and God's using you. But don't let that develop into a habit because I found that the people that really blossom, there could be some exceptions, but very few, blossom really are in a pastoral relationship. That pastor relationship, though, is not an unhealthy one. It's not one where a pastor tells you what to do or a pastor tries to control you, because those kind of relationships are not healthy. That's witchcraft. But if you can have pastoral covering that releases you to do the ministry that God has called you to do in the kingdom, in your sphere of influence. You know, I was just listening to a podcast yesterday, and the brothers, I think it was Ed Silvosa and Lance Waldow, they were talking about uh, what I have in my book called The Spear of Influence, and I've taught this for years. But they had a little phrase, I think it was Lance Wall now that came up with the phrase. And he said, in your spear, you, you start with what is near, and it develops into what is dear. So your spear of influence is your field. It's the place where God anoints you to operate. And when you identify that, we talked about that last week, finding your field. The treasure is hid in the field. The field's always in the world somewhere. And when you start with your sphere of influence, 
where it's near, in other words, you go working in the area that's near where you live, it will eventually develop into what's dear. What really specifically is your specific call? And it might surprise you. It might develop over a period of time. But pastoral covering will help you. And again, you need to pray about that because the Lord's the one that develops those. When we go to church and even the pastor, everything in our church is not always what we want it to be. Matter of fact, we're going through transition in the river right now. We just moved into a new facility, but we're going to move into a new direction too eventually. And not everything that's happening is what you want it to be. It's the same when you attend a church. It's not what you're going to want it to be, but iron sharpens iron. We need that kind of thing. We need people to be able to pray. So pastoral covering is really important, okay? That's the whole ministry of the apostle and the prophet is their foundational ministries that we build upon. And they're from the bottom up, not from the top down. They release us. They don't control us. And those people in our lives are there to help us, to equip us so that we walk in our specific call. So we need a mentor. We need pastoral covering. We also need, really, people to speak into our lives. I call it the prophetic uh, blessing. Or it's people that can, can speak into our lives because they flow in the prophetic ministry and they can confirm the call that God gives us. I've had so many prophetic words prayed over me, and, and uh, God has used us. We know in, in, in Peter it says that by these prophecies that went before you, you do war. We begin to realize that God has a mandate for us that we know we didn't just come up with the idea we were called, but we've had people speak into our lives to confirm what he has called us to do. Very important that we really now you're also going to need professional partners with you. Let me just give you some quick areas that you need to deal with. One will be the technical area. If you're going to have a vision for your life, you're probably going to need a website presence. Everything is social media based. You're going to need expertise to help you to build a website. You're going to need to be able to have interaction on that website. You're going to need to be able to have landing pages. You're going to need uh, a way that you communicate with your people back and forth. You can provide resources, your areas of expertise in your ministry, your call, to be able to benefit other people. Because really, every life vision is going to benefit someone else. If it's selfishly inspired, it's all about you. If it doesn't touch people, then you really don't have a God vision. Because Jesus came to seek and save the lost. We're the same way. We need to help people. So you're going to need technical help to really do e-commerce or build your social media sites. You might need a bulk email or all those things. And you need someone to help develop your website or even maintain it. You're going to need legal help. Do you even know you need an EIN number? You need to decide if you're going to be 5013C. You need to incorporate with the state of Ohio as a nonprofit. All those things, you're going to need help. You can't just be a fly-by-night organization. If you're in a denomination and you're called a pastor, you're going to have help from your denomination. But if you're independent, you're going to have to come up with all those things. You're going to need financial help, people that can partner with you. 
to be able to, to help you set up your books? What kind of accounting system are you going to have? How are you going to, if you decide to be in ministry, how are you going to attract the giving so that you can give people their receipts at the end of the year? You're going to need all those things to track your charitable donations, your live yearly giving records. Uh, good financial record keeping is really important so that you can really develop accountability and credibility in your ministry. You know, the word says we're supposed to abstain from every appearance of evil. Another area you're going to need to consider is your family. Obviously, if God's calling you and your life vision, who's partnering with you and your family? Is your family in discord about this? Or especially with your spouse, are you in agreement that the direction you're heading is where God's called? You need to settle that. If you're in discord, you're going to have a rough time fulfilling your God-given call, at least in your spouse. Now, not every family member, your aunts and your uncles, your brothers, they're not going to always shout, woo, when you do what you're called to do. But you need basic unity, especially in your immediate household with your wife so that, or your husband, so that you are doing what God's called you to do. And uh, you're going to need administrative area. What's your organizational structure going to be? Who's going to oversee your ministry? Are you going to be accountable to anyone? Are you going to have a board? And uh, let me give you a little warning here because I counsel a lot of young leaders, young pastors. Don't put people on your board that are not qualified. Don't put novices on your board. It's not a good idea. I can tell you tons of nightmare stories where people started ministries and they put people on their board that were novice Christians and it was nothing but a nightmare. You need to have seasoned people. You need to have servant leaders. People who really love the Lord and they're in really agreement with your ministry. They're there to help you and they're not there to correct you even though they can correct you. But you need to be careful who you put on your board. Another area you're really going to need partners is prayer warriors. Prayer warriors to cover your ministry and really prayer warriors to really pray for you individually. You know, I've had that over the years, and it's, it's been awesome how God has used that to really just bless me. They'll call you out of the blue. Hey, Pastor Jack, I was praying for you. I've had words of knowledge that really have helped me to avoid traps. There's so many things that God uses, and prayer warriors is the key. So, you know, we, we really need to be all about praying. If we're not about praying, we're really uh, going to lack what we need to do to walk with the Lord. Let me get back to the prophetic words, too. Uh, I was in a meeting years ago in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Dr. Lewis Cole was speaking, and he uh he was uh it's he used to be the leader of the men's network and maximize manhood. There's about two thousand people in the auditorium and I began to I'm sitting way up top and he began to preach and anyway, to make a long story short, he gave a prophetic word to me that day that absolutely released me and God will use that in our lives. We're out of time today, so we're gonna have to stop. I took a little longer than I should, okay, but we'll uh, get into the partnership a little bit more. But if you need to contact me, 
Feel free to email me at pastorjack at thevisionprinciple.com. We'd love to hear from you. God richly bless you in Jesus' name.